All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to the first episode of RPGs Anonymous. Uh, my name is Zachary. Uh, I'm going to be your uh, game master for this. Um, I, I like to start this out by uh, asking our players a little icebreaker question. So today I'm going to ask everybody what your favorite uh, die is. We're all RPG gamers, so we use dice, and everybody loves one just a little bit more than the others. So let's go down the line. Uh, what's your favorite die? Favorite die? Zoecahedron. It's like a large, singular percentile dice. The inside's got little weights in it, so it doesn't roll forever. And who are it's you? basically a ball. Also, who are you? My name's Aaron, and I'm going to be playing Carl Nelson. Cool. Those are uh, those are really cool. I really love those dice, those dies, dice. I don't know, um, but don't do they have trouble stopping? I've 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 I think I've rolled them before, but do they? The size. Nope. Are so small. That's what the that's what the weights inside are for. They catch them and make them slow down. I think you told me that a while ago, and I literally forgot. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's keep going. All right, I'm Jacob. I'll be playing Tycho the Mystical, or otherwise known as Steve Stevenson. And my favorite die, <clears throat> I think it's 2d10 for percentage rolls. That's a very close second for mine. Uh, I am Colby, and I'm going to be playing Shane Goose Bailey. And I have to say, mine is the d8. It's really just sharp and pointy. Which is also, uh, oh no, the UFO is d10s. I, I, I like call, calling d10s UFOs, but it's fun. My name is Nick, and I'll be playing uh, Zedediah, Dr. Zed Vulcan. And uh, my favorite die is a D20, um, because, you know, I grew up playing AD&D, and that, there's nothing like that natural 20. So uh, does somebody want to talk real quick about uh, about Genesis at all? Because that's the system we're playing in. Just to... I'll talk about it. I know it really, really well. That's good, because I don't. <laughs> That's <a lie> too. <laughs> all right so we'll be uh using the genesis system um it's very it's produced by fantasy flight games um the idea is that when you roll your dice um it's not a binary result so um you might succeed and like still have something bad happen uh, or you might uh, fail completely and still have like some leftover benefit. Um, like maybe you miss uh, all of your enemies with your attacks, but maybe like you have enough uh, benefit to get the enemies to have to like take cover and hide from you. Um, so it's really narrative based and um, very similar to Edge of the Empire, which is another fantasy flight game. Yeah, Edge of the Empire is the Star Wars one. So the the main reason I like yeah. Genesis is because of that like non-binary bit. Um, uh, it allows itself to uh, a lot of that. Uh, like like it's it's also a lot more collaborative uh, rather than relying on the on the DM to do a lot of like all of the storytelling. It does so. Anyway, all that to say, so to get into this, um, uh, we're going to be playing Genesis. Um, uh, the players are going to hear all of this stuff for the first time, and I think we're just going to get into it. Is everybody ready? This is as good as we're going to get, man. <laughs> okay. So let us imagine a world much like our own. Tall, scray sky, uh, tall skyscrapers in busy cities, suburban homes lining neighborhoods where children's play. Majestic wilds as yet untamed by man. 
perhaps this imagined world that we're looking at is even a perfect copy of the one that we live in now. We see a bird's eye view of a city split in two by a river, you know, sprawling. You've got the urbanity uh, uh, touched with forested hills. Um, and our camera comes down on an old four-story building, zooming slowly in from the sky. It settles upon a, a wireframe neon sign. And as we sort of focus on it, we see it light up with the words Made in Oregon, accompanied by a white stag. After only a moment, uh, the camera falls down into the street and turns quickly, um, uh, snaking through the city away from the city center, following it to a darker, less well-kept uh, area of the city, uh, flanked by industrial complexes. It stops eventually at the window of a small bookstore. From outside, we can see, just barely hidden away, a series of tabloids, half-sized newspapers. We only look at a few, but uh, uh, they all have similar stories on them. We see a title that uh, claims a prophet calls for a United World Government to combat magical threats from beyond the veil. Another one says that magic is real and here's what you need to know. And one simply states in large font, Beginning of the End! A dozen more have similar stories, but we don't wait. We turn and we begin winding through the suburbs up a hillside where the houses get larger and the trees thicker. We weave through curving roads approaching a large swath of half-tamed forest. As we near the edge of those suburban wilds, we turn sharply to follow switchbacks to the top of the hill that overlooks it all, Portland, Oregon. Take a deep breath and imagine the awe of the view. Hundreds of miles of natural and human wildernesses butting against each other at every point, exactly the same way as they do in our world now. The camera takes a second to look at this world that we are in, and then it turns around to see the large building standing on this thickly forested hilltop. We see a sign that... We see some barking dogs and a sign that reads, Garfield High School, Go Eagles. So... We're going to start here um, uh, with uh, Aaron and Carl Nelson. Why don't you tell me real quick about a day in the life of Carl? Day in the life of Carl. Carl Nelson is your standard high school PE teacher. He's got shorts on. He's wearing Oakley sunglasses. He's got a ball cap that covers most of his face. You know, basically the lower chin is tan. Everything else is an off white because he's always wearing his hat. Uh, he's, you know, 35, he's been doing it a little while and he's uh, getting a little comfortable with his life. It's a little out of shape and uh, just goes through his duties to make sure that uh, he can go home at night and watch some movies. So what's uh, what's Carl's like favorite part of his day at his job? Carl's favorite part of the day? Yeah. That'd be the morning. That'd be the morning with coffee before all the all the kids show up and things start happening. Okay. So quiet time in the gym. Um, so we, uh, uh, describe, uh, Garfield high school a little bit for me. What kind of, what kind of place is this and what kind of, uh, uh, like what kind of demographic I suppose would it be? Well, Garfield is, is not exactly in the best part of town. It's not bad either. It's basically middle suburbia. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at a pretty standard, uh, you know, off Brown brick building, built in the, the late sixties, early seventies, been there forever. It's really square, really ugly, but it's still a functioning school. 
he likes to spend most of his time if he can outside of the gym because the gym is old and smells bad. So uh, just like all of them. What I want you to do real quick, um, uh, I want you to pick a stat. What, 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 what do you, what, like, what is Carl's, uh, like biggest challenge, uh, day to day with, with these kids? Like, um, uh, do what's, what's the most difficult thing that you have to deal with on a day to day? Motivation, just getting them to do what they, mm-hmm. what the, what I ask them to do or what they're supposed to do and keeping them interested. So the motivation is there. You just got to compel them to want to do it because nobody wants to do PE, but they're there. How does he usually go about that? Just trying not to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. He tries to be on a level with everybody and treat them equally and uh, not piss anybody off because you make one mad, they're all mad at you, and then nobody's going to do anything. You'll never get anything done, and they'll hate you for the rest of the year. Yeah. So today is a Wednesday, a Wednesday afternoon, and I want I want to know how this Wednesday is going. So why don't you roll me a charm check real quick to determine just how Oh, no. Just I don't think well, I have charm. Yeah. I think that's fitting uh, if you don't have charm, kind of. I'm pretty sure I don't have charm. Charm and uh, what else? Uh, so start start with your stat. Um, uh, it would be charm based off of presence. So start with presence. You get another number of green die equal to your presence. Yep, it's two. It's two. And then what is your charm? That is, I don't have charm, so it is zero. Okay, very cool. So no yellows for me. Uh, no yellows for you, so it's just going to be two <laughs> greens. Um, I'm going to say it, this is an average check, so two purples. Uh, straight up and down. Um, I think. Let's see. It's um the middle of March, so I think it's it's getting so close to the end of school that the kids are just a little bit extra ornery. They have more energy. They don't want to listen as much. Um, so I'm going to upgrade that once. So one red and a purple against your two green. One red, one purple, two greens. Uh, it's one threat. One threat and a wash entirely. Okay. Yep. Uh, so they're, I, I don't want to say that they're entirely ignoring you, um, but it's close. It's like, it's, it's, it's just it's springtime. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, you, we'll use that to say that it's a real nice day outside. Um, and they, they just want to be outside so bad. Um, it, but like not in the way that like, yeah, like outside, but not sweaty. Yeah, exactly. They want to be outside doing whatever the hell they want to do. I, I would imagine instead of running the lap, I told them to run. There's most of them are walking and talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm too lazy to chase them anymore. I think even even more so. Like every class that you've had, you have you have tried to be like, okay, we're gonna do this, and just halfway through, you're you end up being like, okay, whatever, just just walk, do whatever you're gonna do, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, what? What is Carl then doing at about 2.30 or so p.m.? What does the 2 well, o'clock hour look two, like? 2.30 is the end, the end of the day, man. That's, uh, I mean, it's not the end of the work day, but that's the end of the kid day. It's, it's becoming nice again. Not quiet because the, the school will be noisy for the rest of the, the afternoon no matter what until I go home. But at about <laughs> 2.45, everybody's in the showers and I get to be in my office until the bell gets out and they, they go home at 3.05. Okay, so are- so we are winding down, and I don't care if they walk or not. Very cool. What uh, what what uh, so what are you doing while you are like sort of overlooking these kids that you could care less about and they could care less about you? What 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 are you like? What what are you doing to like, you know, maybe pick yourself up a little bit? Uh, that's pick myself up. No, I was thinking more along the lines of just trying to cut through the rest of the boredom. Oh yeah, there's only there's only like twenty five minutes left, mm-hmm. man. 
It's looking at the watch, looking at the watch, playing with the whistle around the finger, gotcha. kind of just checking like the clipboard every now and then, really trying not to pay attention to kickball. Yeah, that that half zoned out, not really paying attention, just just counting the minutes. Cool, cool. That's right. So we leave Carl there, um, just idly waiting, waiting and waiting for this this half hour to tick. Uh, tick through uh, to the end of his day and we we follow through the streets of portland again um uh, uh, uh down into the city center that was up in the upper hills um uh where where it sort of touches uh foresty park we go back into the city center where things are more or less bustling um and we follow it to a um a small uh uh clinic um, basically w- what looks to be like a, um, uh, I, I don't know that you'd be able to tell from outside exactly what goes on, but there's, there's a line of people outside the door. Um, it's a pretty, um, uh, Nick, why don't you, uh, why don't you describe this place for us? Uh, to the yeah. Uh, so Dr. Zed's and that's what it's called is a small dingy brick building, um, sandwiched between larger, more modern buildings. It's really run down. Um, the sign is like hand painted on uh, because he can't afford lights or anything like that. Um, most of the clientele are homeless. Um, and like they're, they're, you know, typically people who can't pay for any kind of medical care. Um, and they're there from eight in the morning when he shows up to uh, five in the evening when uh, he closes the door. Um, and most of them, if they if they pay anything, it's usually in trade. So like his dog gets groomed five times a week, you know, just because it can. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one guy fishes out of the Willamette, uh, some sturgeon. They're really not very good. So he, Dr. Zed usually gives them away um, because they're disgusting. But uh, he takes it as payment so he doesn't offend his clients. So what? Uh, that, that's a pretty good picture of, of what Zed's like, professional life is like. What I want to know, what, what one, describe Zed for us real quick, Dr. Zed, um, and then tell us a little bit about his personal life, what he does outside the clinic. Yeah, uh, Dr. Zed kind of has a higher pitched voice and he's he's kind of quiet and uh, very uh, easy to get along with. Um, he doesn't seek any kind of uh, arguments or or problems with people. Um, he spends a lot of his time uh, reading. Uh, you would see him at Powell's drinking coffee when he's not working. Powell's is a bookstore um, that aren't Portland names. Yeah, it's a bookstore, um, and like he—he's the kind of guy who gets up at six a.m. and makes uh, vegan, gluten-free peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to hand out to the homeless. Please uh, tell me he has a standard eating. poodle for a dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, he has a standard <laughs> poodle because it gets groomed five times a week. Oh my god! Uh, named Ajax. That's that's good stuff. Uh, so what um let let's let's find out just how how this day is going for him. So so what's what's different about a, a Wednesday um uh compared to other days for for So uh Wednesdays are usually a little slower um 
because a lot of the churches in the area have programs on Wednesday afternoon and evening. So like a lot of people typically duck out uh, of line around two to start getting to where they need to be to get their services. Okay. And so, uh, you know, Zed kind of around two o'clock just hangs out helping whoever shows up. Um, a lot of the time it's, chest coughs and uh you know maybe a sprained wrist uh, but he's basically just hanging out by himself he doesn't have any employees because he's really uh he's too poor to uh employ anybody mm -hmm. so um i'm gonna have you roll a medicine check here uh medical rep. um uh just to see i want a good idea of what how, how today has gone so go ahead and do that for me real quick all right, so that's a yellow and three green for me. Is this just going to be an average yeah, let's check? Let's call it average because it's this is definitely an average day at the clinic. All right. All right, we have one triumph and five advantages. It's a good day. Okay. So, <laughs> it's false. Um, I I'm healed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what this looks like is this is a slew of people that you have just you have been on fire today. You have had the answer to everything. You haven't run into any like any of the difficult cases that we know exist. You know, any any anybody that has chronic illnesses or or uh, you know things that are. It, it's all been treatable stuff and i want to know what what is that what is that triumph for for dr zed what happened that was so spectacular today that it deserves a triumph i think for zed um because a lot of people around the area know that zed kind of runs this clinic uh out of his own pocket um and you know he barely makes rent is someone uh comes in um we'll call him dave and dave offer offers to pay rent for this month oh wow so zed doesn't have to pay rent on his clinic so uh so he came in uh let's say uh, is this somebody that you know before or is this somebody new to the clinic yeah th this would probably be someone in the community that like watches from across the street okay. every day okay and sees this kind of work. You know what? I think I know exactly who this is. I think this is the owner of the bar that you frequent um, versus Legacy across the street. Yeah. Uh, this is Dave. He's had a good month. He comes over. He comes in with something relatively simple, uh, some some medical thing. What what is it? And how do you how do you help him with it? Um, I, I'm I'm thinking. You know, he's slinging glasses a lot, so maybe he's got some tennis elbow. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm able to kind of just like, uh, work the muscles on his elbow and like, uh, I prescribe him, uh, you know, a mild, uh, prescription that'll help like loosen the joints and he just feels better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he loves it so much. He, he came over, he, I, th I think there's a moment where you are, you are sort of uh, helping, you know, uh, 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 his like re-extend his elbow in the right way where he's just like, uh, doc, you know, this has definitely been bothering me, but th the real reason I came over here is, uh, I, I noticed it's been real tough around here lately. We've had a good month over there. You guys are over there so much. I, I want to help you out with rent this month. I know that's a tough thing that you guys run into, but, uh, uh, I just, I, I, I want to help, uh, uh, th this, this definitely is going to make my job e easier. And I know, I know 
you're over there so much so much anyway so you're part of the reason uh i'm having such a good month uh you think you think i can do that for you today doc Yes, uh, I do believe that uh, that would be a great benefit to the clinic, and I really do appreciate it, uh, and I'm happy to continue being a patron at your fine establishment. All right, Doc, you, you, you come by when you're done here. Uh, I'll give you a round, and I'll, we'll get that squared away, all right? All right. Thanks, thanks, Brian. All right. Drinks on you. <laughs> yeah. See you later, Doc. So he, he walks out of the out of the uh, the clinic, um, and I think uh, it, it's about... 2.30 or so at this point, um, and uh, you have a lull um, before the next series of, of clients. Um, just, just a few minutes long. What, what, uh, what are you going to do with this little reprieve uh, between clients? So Dr. Zed's guilty pleasure is uh, pulp fantasy writing, and so uh, he like pulls out a book and starts reading, um, and it's like, it's just really trashy. It's all the tropes. Um, but he loves it. He, it's a guilty pleasure. What genre is this? So like Pulp Fiction, that, so is this like a, a, a actual legit like romance novel or is this one of those like two bit, uh, uh, like thrillers or one of those like, uh, this is like arm boy gets called up to go adventuring by oh. old man. Oh my God. Uh, you know, Oh, Zed, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I love it. Okay, so so we the camera sort of follows out the door um, as Zed is is quietly uh, and uh, in uh, relaxedly uh, enjoying his book, and uh, so we go outside the clinic and we and we turn uh, towards uh, towards the heart of the city. We follow a few blocks down um, until we get to Pioneer Courthouse Square, which I don't know if. Uh, uh, those of you that haven't been to Portland, it's it's just a big, mostly brick-colored square. Um, uh, it's a city center. Um, uh, it's about a it's a block wide in each direction. There's a Starbucks um, and some uh, some community chess tables, some cool little stone uh, s sculptures, uh, stuff like that, and some some pretty decent buildings. Um, uh, you know, some modern. Uh, uh, modern architecture um and then obviously it is flanked on all sides by skyscrapers and we we come into this square um and one of the things portland is pretty famous for most major cities in fact are pretty famous for is uh something called a busker um which most of the time is a musician but a lot of the time they're also street performers of any kind and we come up to a little setup by a street performer in in one of the corners of this place. And Jacob, why don't you describe to us what what we see? Yeah, if you're coming on to Tyke while he's performing in the square, uh, he's got like a little fold up table. It's like one of those six footers that are also fold in half, so you can like hold it with one strap. Oh yeah, I love those. He's got like a little sign that like fits inside it too, so it sort of just opens up every time he unfolds it. Um, that says Tycho the Mystical. Um, what is it? I, he... I gotta know what does that sign look like? Like other than the text, like what what's this like style of it? Oh, it looks like a real jank like cardboard sign, oh, like a homeless boy. person put it together. <laughs> oh, I like, love it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like flattened. <laughs> like it's an amazon box it's like a big amazon box it's just flattened and just like in like kind of this weird blood red paint it just says Tycho, and it's like dripping too and stuff oh my gosh how how many times have you had to remake this sign 
Oh, never. It's my lucky it's, sign. It's your lucky so sign. it's so it's worn down. It's got scuffs and it's been scraped and yeah. walked on <laughs> footprints. Awesome. Yeah, like dust all over it and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's brilliant. So who, the bottom quarters are rounded. Who are you plying your yeah. trade on right now, and what are you doing? Oh, yeah. So right now it's kind of like a quiet time. So I've been doing the bit where I like just loudly ask if people want their like fortune read or hear from their dead loved ones, but that, that hasn't been sticking. So I start doing this real psychic thing, like medium where like, has someone lost someone, the male family member that begins with the letter J Mm -hmm. and then like eventually someone (laughs) will respond to one of these little things that I throw out and Usually if they respond to something that big, I can keep going with that and they won't really put it together. They'll just yeah. think yeah. I know exactly how their father so died. Why don't we uh why don't we have you roll uh what's your presence skill that you is is this, My is this gonna be like charm or, or Oh yeah, I guess so. Um I don't have charm. What's the one that you do have? There there's coercion and then there's uh I think there's one other one. Deception. Yeah. yeah deception. I would, I would also yeah. be leadership or negotiation. Negotiation. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have yeah, I don't really have any of those. I have leadership. I you know I what? Know. I, I could I could take well, leadership. I can see a medium leading people around by the nose and telling them what they're gonna learn. You you have a here, here's what I'll say. <laughs> you have a following, um uh albeit small. Um so let's let's have you roll that leadership. So uh, it should be based off of presence. Um, uh, and then, so number of green die equal to your presence. Oh, you know how to play this game. What am I doing? Um, so yeah, sort of. do, do a leadership based off of presence. So number of green die equal to your presence and then upgrade that a number of times equal to your leadership. Oh, so instead of a green. Yeah. So what, yeah, what's your replace presence? green with the yellows? Yeah. So like two green and one yellow. Sweet. About right. Yeah. And then we'll okay. say, uh, as per what we've been doing, we'll say this is average, so two purples. Two purples. Um. Oh, actually, okay. you know what? I'm going to give you a blue die, actually, because uh, as we established with Carl, it is a really nice day, so there are extra people out here. So you're going to get a blue die to this as well. So two greens, a yellow, yeah. uh, and, a blue. And they want to be there, unlike children running in a yeah, exactly. track. Yeah, this is, okay. people are out for this type of thing. <laughs> yeah. My my students want to be down at the park with you. They do, yeah. I bet you. I bet there are a number of students that that love coming down to see Pico the Mystical. Oh man, um, I think it's two threats. Oh no! Yikes. <laughs> threats would be the <laughs> threats would be the circle with the the three lines on it. Do you have the Edge of the Empire dice or the? Yeah, no, it's the Genesis dice, yeah. Here, this is a threat. Yeah, those are the threats. Yeah. Okay, all right. So... Yeah, I, I know uh, that no, I, I got one of I, those, too. I cancel out one of them, right? Yeah, 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 two threats. Okay, all right. So nobody, nobody is taking. And I think... Um, what, what do you think these threats are? What, what does that look like? What, what, is, what is bad about w- people not taking this right now? Oh, so well. Well, one, I don't, I don't get paid because, like, I'm getting tips, or people sometimes tip me for doing their reading, or tip me after, like, just because they got to watch me 
do someone's reading. Mm-hmm. So like I'm not getting paid. Um, also, sometimes people will be mean though. Like they won't they won't like harass me, but just kind of like as they're walking by, like flip me off or say I'm crazy or look like a weirdo because I've got like blue blonde speckled hair and stuff. Yeah, and like I'm dressed kind of elaborately. Like I've got these like super ripped up baggy jeans and like a like a leather vest over some metallica band shirt or something yeah so portland's usually pretty uh i don't want to say accepting of of uh uh uh, outlandish things but we're we're pretty tolerant as in we we are pretty good at ignoring people we don't agree with them so i think normally you'd be used to people just be like whatever but today you get hecklers Today you get people coming by and being like, what are you, like, seriously, dude? What are you doing with your life? Like, this is crazy. We're also really progressive and really, like, liberal. So, like, you get people coming up and be like, really, man? Like, you know this is all fake. Like, what do you, like, like, I I think you get, like, severely guilt-tripped by a couple people. Like, people coming up and be like, hey, dude, like, you're taking advantage of people. Like, just just don't do this and i think eventually it gets it gets so bad that maybe you feel very very pressured to actually pack up and leave um i want to know if one if you cave to that pressure and two if you do where do you go if if you don't what what do you do to sort of like you know like refresh the situation yeah so i don't think i cave to that pressure cuz like I so desperately want to be famous and have people see me. Um, like somehow even that like negative attention like bolsters me to stay there. But to kind of unwind, I sort of like sit down. I'm assuming there's like some kind of brick wedge or something, or is it just like a yeah? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's like stone seating. Yeah, I'm kind of sitting on one of those stone seats, and like, like I'm smoking a cigarette, but it's like a clove. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, yeah. but you, did you you brought your whole setup like over there to sit down, and now you're now you're smoking, or did you like leave it out in the square? Yeah, I think I'm like right next to the seat. Okay. Like, like, like I know where to set up because like I'm out here like every day, like all day. So I want to know now who is somebody that is regularly around that is about to come up to you and do the buddy buddy thing like it's tough like who's this somebody's gonna approach you somebody that that knows about you that's here all the time maybe even another busker um who who are they and describe them for us yeah i'm gonna say it's my friend jeff and he's like in his mid-30s or something um and he does like stand-up comedy in like coffee shops and stuff <laughs> and he's been trying to do it and make it big since he was like 19 or something and he just keeps sticking with it and he's kind of oddly this weird inspiration for me because i'm like yeah just like never give up on it um even though we do completely different mediums and he uh i met him because he did a stand-up routine at the coffee shop and wine bar that i work at at nights because i don't okay. make enough money doing this so i think i think you're sitting there with this clove clove cigarette and this this spindly dude um in a t-shirt and a uh uh like a sport jacket um sort of comes up and and you hear him say 
you know those things don't uh don't do anything for your health right like it's just cloves man like if you really want to feel better take the real stuff and he like he like pulls out a a, a pack of cigarettes and he offers you one yeah i just sort of like look at my clove and like sort of just drop it on the ground and like stuff it out with my foot and like take the cigarette from him and i've got like a zippo lighter yeah i like yeah light it with a zippo lighter and take i'm i'm assuming he's got like i don't know like american spirits or something like and a so like <laughs> like a what American uh, spirits, American spirits. Oh, nail coffins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Coffin like nail. Yellow American spirits. It's, so it's, it's like a little like, cigarette. Yeah, it's like the trashiest, like, like cheapest thing you could think of. I don't know, like. Um, oh. Oh. Oh, you know what? Like, you know, no, I know what it is. It's the it's the menthol ones, the really cheap menthol ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones menthol with the like the dark brown wrapper that are all mentholate. That's yeah. That's what he's got. He, offers, he he'll he'll light yours. Um, he lights his own. Um, he sort of like nods at the very clear like space in front of your table and says uh hard day yeah yeah it hasn't been one of my best i got rejected at my callback today too it probably didn't help that i was hung over that oh man i i always find i do my best work when i'm hung over really i usually do my best work the night before that, don't they call that something like uh, what do they call that? It's got a name for that. Balmer Peak. I think that's, what, you know, somebody gets better after a certain couple of drinks or something like that. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. You uh, you going to be OK for today? I just made 50 bucks by a guy over there. He was uh, he was in from uh, in from Tacoma. Uh, does some computery thing. Um, You're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, I've got a shift at the coffee shop later today so i'll get tip money it'll be fine yeah yeah hey hey, keep at it get get back out there you, you know what it is he'll like give you a little like uh bump on the shoulder um uh and then he'll he'll start walking away okay so or, yeah sorry what um what what do you what do you do next like how do you how do you move on from this situation now you've you've got this like this person talking to you but like what's what's the next step now in a day are you going to get back to the grind or is it like what what's up what time of the day is it it's about we'll say about 2 30 at this point 2 30 p.m okay if it's 2 30 i'm gonna try like one last pitch or like like i've got like a whole bit that i just sort of like go through i'm mm-hmm. just like trying to come see taiko the mystical and mm-hmm. get your fortune rad Get your palm red. Yeah. So we learn, learn what's coming to be. So you step back up to your table. You do, you know, your, your little routine. Um, uh, you start saying, uh, saying your spiel and the camera zooms out um, and starts to leave the city entirely. We, we actually go very similarly uh, uh, to the way that we went to get to Garfield high school. We go up, up into the Hills, but we take a sharp turn into a deeply forested area. It's the park known as Forest Park. Um, and so we start whipping through trees and we come upon a place. And Cobley, I'd like you to describe this place for we, for me. Where where do we arrive? Uh, we arrive in a very sturdily built lean-to. It was just amongst some trees in the distance. 
Uh, it looks like, yeah, put together to last, but definitely a kind of a rush job. <laughs> and coming uh, up to it, you see an older gentleman, vaguely 60, walk up, uh, put his heel to the front left corner of it and take a very specific number of paces over to the side before reaching down, brushing away some leaves and opening up a hatch to a little underground bunker. So you, uh, uh, we, we see uh, your character hop down into this bunker. Um, do you close the hatch behind you um, or are you just here for a quick bit? Uh, I close it behind me triple lock it every time. So the camera sort of like stays outside and we see the hatch close and it's got this little contraption that keeps the leaves um, on top of it and covers it completely. Mm -hmm. And it basically disappears into the brush. And then it, mm -hmm. uh, it, we basically cut immediately to the inside of this bunker. What does this bunker look like? Uh, it has harsh fluorescent lighting, lighting a, light blue grayish uh tin inner that's uh a bed really nice bed actually uh that probably too nice for this situation and then just very delicately organized toiletries over by a small sink and uh a closet with very calculated uh rations of food yeah would you say it looks uh, uh very very like rigid in its organization and cleanliness or, or is that uh no it's almost obsessive Ooh. oh yeah. so what what does he uh what does he do and and who is this person his name is shane bailey uh carryover from his military days uh also known widely as goose <laughs> And ever since uh, he left the military, um, honorably discharged for being wounded in battle, and uh, his wife passed away, and he uh, finally just had to figure out what was up with the government. And yeah. he uh, went out into the woods and started practicing urban scavenging and uh, finding any lead or trace uh, for any secrets he thinks are being hidden. So I think what we see is we see him climb down into this thing and, and triple lock the hatch, and he turns around, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, takes stock of what's going on. I think the, the camera focuses on one small bit in the room that is a little bit out of place, and it's, let's say, a, a, a picture frame or a picture that's uh, mm -hmm. relatively well-worn, um, it has, you know, we'll say the picture of a picture of of this a younger version of of Goose, um, and uh, a woman. Um, do you want to describe that uh, to us? Yeah, uh, it's one of those super just cheesy uh, couple beach photos with mm. the waves coming up behind them, and she's like jumped on his back, and they're both 
fakely smiling at the camera because they had to do 12 takes oh yeah so it's a little bit staged so they're, they're yeah. they, they definitely were did originally enjoy this at first but it's been so many takes they've done it so many wrong that mm-hmm. it's just like okay if we don't get it this time we're done we're going home <laughs> they're still trying to get golden hour yeah <laughs> yeah um so- and they're both sunburned <laughs> oh definitely they've definitely been out there too long so how young is is goose in this picture uh he's in his late 30s at that point okay so what i want to yeah. know is what is goose's plan for today like what what does a wednesday afternoon mean for goose bailey why uh, uh what what are what specifically are you doing back at your bunker uh i'm emptying the cans from my backpack from the food that I had for breakfast and I'm stocking up new cans and then replacing those where they were on the shelf and then pulls out a watch and clocks what time it is and grabs uh, his bag and a shopping cart that he just drags up out of it with him and uh, he starts to head to a place where he knows a specific cop is rather lax those times a day and it's uh easier to get away with things okay okay so what is what is i i super want to know what this place is what like what and and what is uh goose trying to get uh out of this like uh uh what's so you're 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 trundling into the uh the edge of the city out of this park it sort of comes in out of the hills right into the city um so where is this place that you're uh uh that has this lax uh force uh, it's kind of a suburban area, or not quite suburban, like almost that midpoint between mm-hmm. suburban and urban. Yeah. And uh, where you start seeing more businesses, and yeah, there's just a coffee shop that he knows that this specific cop on Wednesdays at this time pulls over into a spot and takes a two-hour nap. And he also <laughs> happens to know that a couple of city of officials have late lunches at the coffee shop next there. All right. Okay. So, um, you are, let's say you're, you're about a half block away and you're, you're just clocking, making sure everybody, everybody's in their places. You, you get a look in the window, you see the cop there. What, what are you doing? I am pushing along my buggy and trying to look as awkwardly natural to the surroundings as possible like do they call them buggies in portland not usually but that's okay we understand okay. it's just a cart yeah, yeah. It's usually just called <laughs> shopping carts or carts you know shopping cart they're uh, they're actually called uh, bass carts that's the real actual word for them they're basket carts they're called bass carts that's the real technical yeah. word for them no, nobody mm. says that here nobody says that anywhere. no <laughs> yeah they don't uh, so you're you're pushing along your bass cart, um, trying to look as as natural as possible, which is not hard in Portland. We have we have all types, and again, like I said, Portland tolerates people. It's really good at ignoring people that look like they might be out of place somewhere else. So I think you you very easily uh, get away with it. Where where are you where you end up? Uh, where are you going uh, with with this nonchalant demeanor? I'm trying to get into like a covered parking area Mm -hmm. where he uh, knows that most of the government people who get coffee there at that time tend to park their cars 
Yeah, I think um, I think uh, uh, you go up into like the, I think this building that the coffee shop has is like uh, like a semi like half of it is like living space, half of it is like office buildings, and then it's got like a, an upstairs like actual uh, 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 like roof parking area that's like two levels, and so I think the mm-hmm. second second to the top one is totally covered. Um, uh, and it, it, it's just above like on the third story or something like that. Um, and I think, you mm-hmm. know, pretty well that that's where they park their car. And I think you also know that, that today, cause you've been paying attention, they are, uh, very near each other and, uh, in a couple of security, um, uh, black spots, uh, for, for this area. So, uh, you make your way up to that, uh, parking garage and what is, what, what are you, what are you doing? I uh, walk up to the top and uh, kind of take stock of where I think I see everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume it's probably not totally empty this time of day. There's probably a few people around. Annie uh, eyes the car that uh, he's most interested in, but before he begins walking towards it, he pulls a baby doll wrapped in a blanket out of his backpack and puts it on the grocery cart and like pushes it down the ramp and says, Oh, the baby. So everyone like goes and runs <laughs> after it. Okay. All right. Um, let's, let's have you roll a uh, deception check uh, just to, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to upgrade uh, your, your check. You're going to get uh, what one of your greens is going to be a yellow um, uh, above what you already have. Cause th- I mean, people are going to immediate, like it's going to be more easy for you to do this. We'll say it's average. Also, so it's two purples. Alrighty. <laughs> Five successes, but one oh, disadvantage. Sheep oh dip. Okay, so, um, <laughs> people definitely like turn and look. Like I, I think this this mm-hmm. creates. There way... is a man. There is a man in loafers and slacks chasing the cart. Yes, this creates way <laughs> more of a of a to do than you. You you hoped it was just going to distract people, give you some time to get into these cars or whatever. It creates a huge thing. Like this dude chases after this cart, and I think it like smashes into a glass window. Um. Uh. Mm-hmm. And uh. Maybe he like he jumps through the window and like cuts himself a bunch, and then he starts yelling that it was a doll. Um, so people are definitely distracted for you to do whatever you want, but this is going to become a very intense situation very quickly. <laughs> so what are you doing while they're distracting? Uh, while they are distracted, I walk up and just feel a couple of the doorknobs real quick to see if they're unlocked. Um, let's... Uh, I'm going to roll for it. Um, okay, so it, it is not locked, um, but I think you do see the blinking of an alarm, uh, so or like like a like a car alarm. So it it's uh, this one at least it's not locked, so you could get into it, but it's probably going to start going off. Um, it looks like the car alarm is on. Okay, chain uh, like double checks to make sure like people haven't started quite like turning around to look for him yet. And he just like slams his elbow through the windshield. All right. Yeah. And like just tries to see if there's any like wallet or like 
work ID or anything that he can just snag real quick. Yeah, I think uh, I think there is a wallet. Um, maybe there's uh, among a bunch of uh, uh, parking tickets. Uh, there are probably like uh, a, f- a few dollars of cash too, as well. Um, uh, what's what's one thing that is really cool to Goose that you find in this car? Um, just something like relatively mundane, but like is would wouldn't wouldn't be valuable to somebody like a like a a standard average person, but is really interesting to Goose. Uh, they have a Elon Musk bobblehead. <laughs> you broke into a Tesla. Yeah, you're yeah, on, you're on Tesla, camera. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have an Elon Musk bobblehead. That's fantastic. Okay, so you you pocket this wallet. You grab the Elon Musk uh, bobblehead. Um, I think you you quickly make your way uh to the uh to the other couple of cars. Um, and they they have like minor things of value. Uh, you know maybe maybe a little bit of cash, some coinage. Um, but that's the only one that actually had the wallet and ID in it. Um, and people are starting to make a scene. The alarm has gone off from from the window smash. Um, and you are going to make your getaway. How do you escape from this situation? Uh, I particularly like this spot because I think he picked it because he knew kind of really close to where the cars were typically lined up. Uh, there was like an outer stairwell Ooh. that went down. Just uh. After you get down to the bottom, just a 10 foot straight shot before a turn down an alley. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. So, uh, we, we watch, um, uh, we watch goose, uh, hop out, uh, outside of the, uh, the car park, shimmy over to, uh, a, a, a little, uh, like, uh, rickety old, pretty rusted, uh, landing that leads to a little stairwell that goes down. It looks like it hasn't been used in ages and is prob- probably partially busted, but uh, uh, Goose is skilled enough that he navigates it pretty well. Um, and the camera moves away as we watch Goose escape from the situation pretty pretty easily. So, Carl. Um, oh, yeah. You are currently watching over your very last class of students it's it's literally seven eight ten minutes before class gets out okay um you're watching the clock they're watching the clock but you know with their phones they're all on their phones chatting nobody gives two (laughs) shits about anything You, you have you have you have this unspoken agreement uh, between you and the group that they're going to do whatever they want, you're going to do whatever they want, and you're going to wait this out. When you see something odd, um, and I want you to roll me a vigilance check. Um, with, no, with no difficulty, just, uh, just the straight thing. So. so you want vigilance as well, huh? Willpower is two. Vigilance is a one. So I'm upgrading one of those greens to a yellow. Yep. So green and and you want no purples? No purples. But I will uh, have you put a black die uh, in because you are particularly blasé about your attention, right? Okay. So the black die is if I'm watching the children. If it's anything else, there's no black die because everything catches my t- attention other than the kids. 
I think I think it's more that you've you've lulled yourself into this like you're you're very very closely watching the clock. You're you're watching the time. You're you're looking for for you are definitely looking for anything to distract you. Um, but it just so happens that this is happening in the direction that you should be paying attention. Um, which is where the oh okay yeah. yeah so it's over behind the kids yeah, yeah exactly. no problem. So the black die is a not um everything's everything's just advantages man. I got two advantages. Okay, two advantages. Okay, I'm going to write that down real quick. So, um, okay. So, what you see after after a moment, it it takes a moment because again, you're not paying attention. It, the kids are are walking around. Uh, you you said you're having them like basically walk, right? So they're they're like on well, the track. yeah, they were supposed to be running, but whatever. Yeah, so just walk. Describe the, this. This is like the football field area, right? Um, uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be the track. Give me little one, little uh, little yellowed, starting to overgrow on the edges. Give me one thing that is like like abnormal about this particular high school's track football field area uh a rubberized running surface around the outside of the football field the grass is green but they have a, a three hundred thousand dollar running surface what why what the hell what is somebody what is, somebody threw the money in <laughs> what does a three thousand dollar running surface look like three hundred thousand dollars it's it's a it's a chipped rubber mix that lays down like asphalt that you can run on with track cleats. So the cleats bite into it and you get a little faster run and it's cushioned when you run. So it's not as hard as the dirt okay. and it takes less maintenance. And if you fall, you don't die. Okay. It's a rubberized running compound <laughs> All right. and, and the lines are built into it. So there's no maintenance and it's way too much for this, this school to have, but they have it. <laughs> so the kids are walking around on this $300,000 running this this like objectively beautiful thing being used in an objectively inane way like i mean portland's the home of nike maybe it was donated yeah there we go yeah let's let's say it's even nike branded around like every like every you know 20 40 feet or so there's like a big nike swoosh uh with just do it in a couple of places um and uh yeah the kids are walking on along this and in in the center of the football field between all of this, you see a distortion in the air, um, something that catches your eye, sort of like heat, but with a darkness uh, inside of it. Um, what do you do? It just—it's just a weird-looking thing in the air. What do you do? Yeah, it just gives me something else to watch. Um, definitely watch that. It's obviously not anything important because there's nothing on that football field. It's a high school, yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody's leaving. Yeah, for sure. So as you watch it. Um, it starts to like widen at the center. Um, it's it sort of like a line in between, sort of sort of ovular in shape. Actually, um, it is this like spiraling dark purple like mist almost? This is definitely something that is strange. You kind of think for a moment because again, you've got the heat heat waves that you're hallucinating until you see something begin to step out of it. You oh see yeah, no, that's a double take moment. You see a large scintillating metal, what can only be described as a metal claw, coming out of this hole in the air. Um, and it is about three and a half feet long, um, this long pointed object, and it touches into the grass. And you see that it is, it is connected to a black uh, appendage that is leading back into this hole in the, in the air. And the hole begins to widen. What do you do? 
uh, take off the sunglasses. Uh, See if any of the other kids are noticing this. They they definitely is, have it. They're is, they're on their phones. Is there any panic? Uh, nope. They're on their phones. That no none of them are paying attention. <clears throat> you seem to be the only one around that has even noticed what's going on. Well, I'm not going to draw any attention to this. It's obviously crap. It's just <laughs> not normal. That's not real. We'll just let that go. <clears throat> I'm definitely going to watch it, but I'm not going to go investigate it any further than possibly making the kids go back to the school three minutes early. So, so we cut very suddenly from seeing that appendage come out and seeing Carl pull his glasses off and kind of look at it and like look around um, uh, and then sort of like sit there nervously and just not do anything. We cut very suddenly back to the clinic. Um, and I think uh, it, it's about, it's about two, two fifty or so two fifty five or so Zed. Um, uh, and you haven't had, uh, a lot of clients up until this point, but now suddenly there's just the floodgates have opened. Um, you know, it, it gets like this sometimes, you know, it, it, uh, you have, you have ups and downs in and outs, et cetera. Um, and you just have like, you have like six people waiting in, in, in the waiting room. Um, you are, you are running between a few different rooms. I, I want to know real quick, who is, uh, who, who are you treating right at this very moment and why are they annoying as heck? So uh, this gentleman's name is Jeremiah. Um, he won't give me his last name because, you know, he just doesn't feel like that's safe. Oh, yeah. um, and the problem with Jeremiah is he should be on antipsychotics, but he's not. And so um, he sees things that aren't there um, and he will tell me all about them. And um, he, he really uh, struggles with fidgeting and like just picking things up and moving them. Um, it's just like, he doesn't like move it that far. He just moves it like a couple inches, but he has to pick it all the way up and then move it over two inches and then set it all the way down. So I think, what so he's like grabbing yeah, all kinds of stuff. I think because you've, you've <laughs> definitely treated this guy a couple of times. I think you have something in, in the, the, the room, the, the exam room, uh, on like a table next to him, uh, you have a few like bits and bobs and odds and ends that you know he'll want to move, um, and it'll sort of distract him from doing anything like dangerous, like needles or anything like around you. What what are those things that you've placed in here to sort of distract him? Um, so I've got a fidget cube that has like <laughs> a thing, uh, like a little joystick on it and it's got like little wheels that he can move on it and like a little ball that he can like roll across his thumb mm -hmm. and he he seems to like that most of the time um i also have like some silly putty that's just sitting there like in a clump on the desk mm -hmm. um and uh the last thing i have is a ruler because he'll like pick it up and like just like tap it on his leg or like uh push things out of the way with it I think um, uh, that's what he's doing right now. You're like, w w uh, he, he's got like a wound. Like uh, he, he seems to have been like been bitten by a dog or something. So you're, you're like cleaning it, making sure he doesn't have anything dangerous. Um, and so he's, I think he's playing with this ruler. He just picks it up and he starts slapping it on his knee and he says, he says, doc, 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 look, be look behind you. There's uh there's something weird going on. Uh, it's in the wall. Something weird going yeah. on in the wall. <clears throat> Yeah, I I think that it's just uh you know the the weather plays tricks on us and it's probably just a heat mirage. It's okay. Let me uh get that stitch in there. 
like, don't move your leg. Yeah, yeah. I'm don't. trying yeah, to like yeah, stitch yeah, up his definitely. leg. I'm concentrating. So he he taps his knee a couple of times with the with the rule. You see him like staring dead at something behind you. Um, but this is not abnormal uh, uh, for you. Um, uh, for for him rather. Um, so you uh, uh you continue stitching. You you keep your keep going and the camera actually turns from the perspective of watching them to watching the backs of their heads or, or looking dead on uh, Zed's face looking at the wall as we see a similar uh, shimmer in the air heat waves and a swirling purple mass um, it seems to be uh, uh, widening and uh, a head of something uh, uh, begins to come out of this currently very small opening um, again, it looks metallic in origin with black appendages. There are uh, rows and rows of almost shark-like uh, 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 teeth, um, but they, again, look metal in origin. Um, and the opening widens, and this thing begins coming through, and the camera goes to black. And it picks up, it pulls away from a, a, a black piece of fabric that is part of Tycho's ensemble. Um, what kind of fabric, like what, what is this thing that, that the camera was just super zoomed in at and now it zooms out? What is this piece of your ensemble that is probably pretty cool? Oh, it's not really that cool. It's just like a tablecloth. Oh my gosh. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. like it's got stars on it and stuff. I guess that's kind of cool. But like, yeah, because it's a white table and I could only find like a white table, but that doesn't really go with my aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Like with the, aside from the banged up sign. Yeah. Um, I My aesthetic is very dark and black. Mm -hmm. So I cover it up. With, with a, just a with a black, black tabletop, starry tablecloth, yeah. Cool, cool. Is it like um, is it like cartoony stars where it's just the five pointed thing, or is it like actually like, like kind of sequins? Oh, like ooh, that's good. So, pulls out from that, and we see this tablecloth, and and it opens up at you. Um, you have somebody that is um, that is listening to you, is being read by you in some way. Um, what are you doing with them at at the moment? Yeah, I think I'm I'm doing tarot cards. Ooh. I'm having them like, um, I'm just sort of pulling the cards for them and like laying them down and they're going to flip them over. And I've got this whole spiel about how the tarot cards are a way for the universe to manifest itself for, uh, so that you can know yourself better. <clears throat> so you, you pull a card um, the, the, the final card you're, you're anticipating for this reading, which, which, uh, I don't know if, if anybody knows anything about tarot, but a lot of the time they go past, present, future. Um, uh, so you're pulling this person's like future card. You're going to start really raking in the tips at this point by telling them some good stuff. And you pull a card that can only mean bad things It is a card with a, uh, a man, a skeletal man on a skeletal horse holding uh, something that can only be described as a terrifying implement and you place it in front of you and you hesitate for a moment because you're trying to figure out how to spin this in a way that's going to get you some cash. Um, and then over this person's shoulder, you see a distortion in the air. It's not a hot day. It's a nice day, but in Portland, uh, a nice day does not mean a hot day. It means like 70 degrees. So it's, it's, Definitely not heat waves, but it looks like that um, in the air. And there's this weird line of of darkness in the middle. What do you do? 
Um, sorry. Look, the universe is trying to manifest itself over there. I I, I love this very much. Um, why don't you roll me just a just a straight presence, um, uh, with an with an e, with a single purple die. Okay. So that'll be three green and a purple. Yeah. I hope this is to, to figure out if the other people see this. One failure. <laughs> is that it? Oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! So I think I think what happens is you you play this card, you hesitate, you look up, you see this thing, you're like, and and you you immediately try and spin this. Look, the universe is trying to communicate with you. Um, and they just like look at you and they're like, all right, man, I was with you until now, but I just can't. And he takes the like five, the, the fiver that he had in his hand ready to like tip you. And he's just like, I can't, I can't with this. And he puts it in his back pocket and he turns just in the wrong direction to see this thing and starts walking away. And suddenly you realize that you're the only one looking at this thing. Um, cause your, your setup is, is facing straight towards it, which is towards the center of the thing. And that is when you see two long, um, scythe like, uh, appendages come out. It's, it's terrifying because you see them look so similar to the weapon on the card you just pulled for this man. These appendages come out of this opening and, uh, we cut to black again. Um, when the camera turns on again, we see, I'm going to say probably a uh, moving pavement. Um, and then we see uh, Goose's feet on the moving pavement. Um, and then we pull up to see the whole picture. Where's Goose at this point? You've, you've just gotten to the bottom of this thing and you're starting to leave. What direction are you going from this area? Uh, I am going to... Uh those people's home office okay okay i love that um uh where uh, let's see you have um you have their ids uh, well you have the idea of one of them so uh, uh you, you would have their like address uh, i suppose so where is this place are they like in an apartment or are they in the you know where's this place that you're going to fi find this yeah uh it's in like kind of upscale apartment area like mm -hmm. very nice not run down that makes sense. uh and rooms big enough that some of the rooms are just kind of rented out by businesses and others are more wealthy people okay and uh i like to imagine as he's walking there he like pulls the ids out of the wallet and then finds some money and he like just half paying attention throws all the money at the feet of a statue that he assumes is a busker yeah and then he just like tosses the wallet to the other side. Okay, so uh, you approach this. Um, this we'll say it's like one of those uh, middling like high rises um, that that looks like if if it were built to house as many people as possible, it would have like I don't know a hundred apartments, but it has like thirty mm -hmm. at most um, because they're all like huge and really opulent, um, and it's sort of mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's pretty centrally located. Um, and I think uh, we we follow him sort of like into the building. Um, uh, how do you how do you con your way past the doorman? Um, <laughs> I 
Hey, residents yeah. only. <laughs> uh, got my ID right here, and I try to like flip it just enough for him to see that it's an ID without getting a like glance of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me, roll me a, a deception. Um, uh, I'll, I'll do average. Um, but because it's again a nice day, this doorman's not paying a lot of attention. You're gonna have a blue die. Alrighty. And roll. One success and two advantages. Okay, so yeah, he's he's just he's like yeah, whatever in the sun. Um, and I think it's all good. At least you have it with you. Yeah, he he's like yeah, all right, man. Um, and he he pops you through the door. Um, you open up, and I think um, uh, at least one of the advantages is that uh the uh the elevators are don't like don't have like keypads or anything, or like one of them's opening up right away, so you can like trot immediately over to this elevator. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you, you get in the elevator and go to the floor that this, uh, th- that uh, is the correct one for the apartment. You follow it up and you, uh, you find the door, um, uh, to this apartment. What do you do? I, uh, take a peek around to see if anyone's in the hallway or, uh, if I see cameras, um, I think you see cameras, but they're more looking at the entrances to the hallways and not the actual doors of the hallway. They're they're looking for like uh, like people doing weird things, uh, entrances, exits, that kind of thing, because they they obviously don't have enough camera coverage. So I think you're clear. All right, uh, then I walk up to the door that goes into the room of the person's ID I took, and I try the handle to see if it's unlocked. It's definitely locked. I think I think. Um, mm-hmm. this is home office style. This, this person, like they've got like, you know, important documents, stuff like that. I think it's definitely locked. All right. Uh, I tried to pull a bobby pin out of my hair and <laughs> see if I can scrape something. Heck yeah. Let's, uh, I think we could call this skullduggery unless you got yeah. an idea for something better. Skullduggery looks good to me. Uh, how hard oh uh let's let's say this is average that's the theme of of so far (laughs) two successes one advantage okay very cool yeah you you easily pop it open um and i uh (laughs) You, you you walk in the the door just just slides open it's nice and quiet uh, uh definitely a well made area well kept um you walk in it's a relatively uh, uh small area for something that's like an office but the crazy thing about this like office apartment thing is that it has a giant glass window on the inside um so uh it's like the entire wall is essentially glass um as a lot of you know corner office type things do um uh so you begin rummaging around what are you what are you looking for in this in this office uh any kind of just files uh laying around mm-hmm. like any anything that looks like stuff related to that person's work okay i think your advantages means that probably there's something that is there that hasn't been shredded yet um and i want to know what that is Something actually important, obviously. Uh, yeah, it is a order list for 
the supplies for a warehouse that the local government recently claimed and has not like told why. Ooh, I like that a lot. Um, so it's even got like a shipping uh, manifest areas. It's like it's like a full Manila packet um, that he just hasn't gotten to shredding um, yet. Um, so I think as you as you're like, oh yes, score, I got this, and you're about to turn to leave, you hear an enormous amount of glass shattering, um, and the building that you are in shakes, and you see this large. A uh, car-sized metal and monstrosity fly out of the building that you are currently in onto the street below. It has these three and a half, four feet long scythe-like metal appendages. Um, it looks like if you crossed a spider with like a lizard um, and then coated it all in metal. Um, it it bursts out of this building and begins smashing into things below you. Um, and, uh, you hear screams, you hear people, uh, immediately reacting to this thing. Um, uh, what do you do? Uh, I see it, do a double take and stare at it for a moment to just make logic of what my eyes were seeing. And upon realizing it, uh, I think he slides the folder with the paper into a jacket pocket and pulls out his phone and starts taking like a selfie video of it running away screaming <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! So we watch uh we watch Goose screaming I knew it I knew it taking a video of the giant metal and thing destroying parts of the city and the building um, we cut back quickly to each uh, other person at uh, uh, at the high school. We see this same type of metal and monstrosity pull itself fully out of this what can only be described as a portal um, and lock. Everybody inside. That's it. <laughs> All done. <laughs> so we see we see Carl react quickly. Um, whistling um, the kids begin screaming when they notice what's going on we cut quickly back to the clinic and this thing comes fully out of this of the portal breaking the wall between this exam room and the the waiting room um, uh, Jeremiah um, is like wide-eyed the entire time but he trusts you implicitly so he's holding himself still as this thing pulls itself out of the air and destroys the wall and screams abound. Then we cut back to Pioneer Courthouse Square and we see Tycho, the only one staring inside in, in, into this thing's non-existent eyes um, as it pulls itself also out of the portal into the square and we begin to hear screams uh, from hundreds of people in the square as it locks eyes directly on him. And we cut to black. That is where we're going to end for the day. Um, uh, you guys can oh. pick us up next week where we resolve uh, everything that's going on. Um, do you guys have anything you want to plug or say about anything at all today? Come back. Hope you all can join us next week. Yeah, cool. Come on by uh, uh, Monday, uh, 6.30 p.m. Um, PST, 9.30 p.m. Uh, EST. Um, join our Discord. Um, we'll do links to all of our social and stuff like that. And we will see you in the multiverse. Mm -hmm.